1: Listening to Off Limits, liberal, irreverent, oh, and really, really gay. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining me here on Off Limits tonight on Gay Mass Show. I appreciate those of you listening tonight, taking the time out to listen to the show. Sorry about that. I had an issue yet again trying to get things started. For some reason, the other method would not pick up my mic. The method in which I use to take phone calls would not pick up my mic. So I'll be doing the show the regular way tonight. Um, And I can't take calls, which sucks because I was going to take calls tonight and let people answer a trivia question, a gay trivia question. And if they did, they'd win a t-shirt. But unfortunately, I can't take phone calls um, this way. So, we'll just be having the talk show tonight. I uh, hope that's okay. Next time, I'll do that. And um, you can actually win an off-limit show t-shirt. So... Be sure to listen in for that. Anyway, so uh, thanks for joining me here on the show. Uh, Want to say hi to David in the chat room. I think Nikki was there earlier. Thank you guys for listening as well. Um, David's birthday today was today. And hey, Nikki. And David's birthday was today. And um, he turned 39. <clears throat> excuse me. Years old. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh so we celebrated that on his show today on the five by five which was on blog talk radio today and i think he'll be uploading that later tonight or tomorrow for spreaker as well and so we had fun in his show talking about his day-to-day so happy birthday to david my fellow co-host here on uh spreaker and blog talk radio so anyway um several things to talk about tonight that i had to talk about kind of piling up over the past week or two it's been a while since i've done a gay mass show i've been doing um Some music shows, uh, acoustic mass shows, which I call those, uh, because I wanted to play 90s music. And I played, I did two shows actually of 90s music, five hours shows each both shows were in five hours each and I only still only touch the top the tip of the iceberg of my 90s music that's how much 90s music I have in my collection I would need to do three more shows to play an additional 15 hours of 90s only music in order to play it all and that's just selections not every single song from every album that's just selections the best one so I'm not gonna be doing that anytime soon maybe maybe later uh, another acoustic mass show but um but I wanted to make sure I had a gay mass show. I usually have the uh, Monday mornings like this. I say Sunday night, but Monday mornings. And uh we talk about gay topics, you know, gay issues, topics, gay pop culture, et cetera, uh, on the Gay Mass shows. And so everyone, of course, is welcome, gay or straight or whatever in between. You're welcome to the show. I just uh like to talk about gay stuff on the show. Um so one of the things that's uh we were talking about it on David's show earlier. Uh, we were talking about, um, actually penis, penises earlier. We just happened to come up because we had a disagreement about flaccid versus, uh, erect penises and being able to judge a person's penis, erect penis size by the state of the flaccid penis. And everybody knows that there are penises or peni, if you want to call them those (laughs) that are, um, in the flaccid state that are not all showers. And then there are guys who are, uh, which people call growers and there are guys who are showers who are longer penises when they're actually, uh, not erect. And so, um, different, I just try to tell him on the show that you can't tell by the state of a man's flaccid penis, how large it is erect. I have seen and experienced penises in my life and I've experienced plenty that actually were, um, small flaccid and grew to be quite large very large actually um i'm talking like 10 inches okay and then i've seen small penises that d- didn't grow very much at all and they were like three or four inch i mean really small um so you never can tell and i've seen growers and the thing about growers is growers who sh- or excuse me showers excuse me showers are showing their their penis when it's flaccid it shows you know in kind of a um showy state so it's 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 more ample in its flaccid state But the thing about showers is they typically don't grow that much more than their flaccid state. So, um, I prefer to see, uh, I prefer penises that are, that show, you know, length or whatever, when they're hard or flaccid, because it's more sexually attractive, I think, but it doesn't really matter as long as when it's erect, it's a good size or decent size. I don't really care if it's or a grower. Um, but I was looking that up earlier and it says that, um, uh, where is it? Oh crap. Somehow I got to the wrong page on that one. I had, I pulled up here. I think this is it right here. Here it is. Yeah. So penis size, it says, um, one of the more comprehensive studies of multiple sources of data on penal size is summarized in an article published by the department of urology at uh, Cornell medical college. And it says that the average length of a flaccid penis is between 3.4 and 3.7 inches. That's flaccid when it's not hard. And then an average length of an erect penis is between 5.1 and 5.7 inches, which means I'm doing very, very, very well. And because that's small for me, in my book. Um, and then there is an average circumference, which is around the shaft of the penis, uh, of an erect penis is between 3.5 and 3.9 inches. So, as I've said before, I'm very well. Very blessed in that department, and I've always said I'm black below the waist. You know, I got that part of my dad's DNA. I think so. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm happy there, and so I'm very well. I could have been a porn star, basically, but I'm not, and not going to be. But I'm just saying. So I did very well in that department. But I think so when I see penises, then they say the average length of a penis is actually three point four inches. That's. Uh, fine, flaccid, but when it's saying erect, it's only five inches is is, is the average. That seems really small to me. Um, and even judging by the men I've been with throughout my years, you know, being sexually active since I was fourteen years old, um, I have most of the guys I've been with have been much larger than five inches hard. So, and that's not to say there's anything wrong with guys who are that small or whatever. Especially if they're bottom, it doesn't really matter as much. But for me you know, a hard penis, you know, to me is, is attractive and it's turn at turn on just cause I'm, cause I'm gay. Right. Hello. So, um, to me it's, you know, the bigger, the better. I like big penises. I think that that's a good, uh, I think it's a good thing to be bigger, the bigger, the better when it comes to penises in my book. Now I know women on the other hand, you know, I was, at, I was talking to some of my friends or women, um, and they were asking them, you know, um, if they prefer big penises or small penises or whatever. And they said, they don't like the big penises cause they hurt. And And so I asked them, I said, well, how deep is your vagina? (laughs) So I'm like, and I was looking it up. I looked it up eventually. And it's like four. they say the average length of a vagina is four to six inches. So if an average length of a vagina is four to six inches and a man is 10 inches long, then that's got to really, you know, not feel good. I don't know. I have to ask the women out there. I don't know if Nikki's around. Nikki may be embarrassed by this conversation, but anyway, whoever's in the chat room. Um, I, am not sure if a bigger one is better or worse in terms of length. Now I know in girth, in terms of the circumference around the penis, generally it seems that that is something that's more definitely more, um, Welcome for women, especially, and for men too. Actually, if you're a gay guy, I, I think to some degree, um, because I think because it, it pushes up against the walls of their vagina. Not to say that they're some loose woman, you know. Obviously, that they can't feel it. I'm just saying, generally, the thicker I think it is uh, left and right, you know, circumference rise, the more that they they feel the pressure against their vagina. That's what I would assume, and I think that's what I've read before. So for me personally, I like one that's long and wide. You know, I like a long, big. You know, big penis is a good thing to me. Um, I think th- a thick penis. You know, for me, if I don't, I certainly do not like a thin penis. Like a w- whether it's long or short, I do not like a thin penis. A penis that's no has no girth or anything. You know, just like a pencil or something. Those hurt basically. <laughs> it's like being jabbed. <laughs> it's like being jabbed with a pencil, basically. If, if they have one that thin, um, it just feels bony or whatever, you know, no, I like them to have some girth on them, some meat on them. So anyway, that's my discussion about penises tonight. (laughs) I just wanted to talk about the whole grower thing. Oh, and then I was going to say, uh, about that. There was more in the study. It says, for example, several studies show that some men have a flaccid penis that is about the length of an erect penis, but when erect gains little or no length while other men have a short flaccid penis, but gain about twice its length when erect. Slang descriptions for a penis are numerous, so for a longer flaccid penis, slang describe it as a shower, while one that is short but increases length markedly when erect is termed a grower, but many are a combination of both. Consequently, the shower may make the grower feel inadequate, but both types usually will produce a somewhat similar size direction. And so growers should not feel inadequate. However, in some men increased body fat, hormonal problems, certain surgeries and disease may decrease penis size. Um, so that was an interesting thing to discuss. Let's what saying in the chat room. Um, I, David says he's always had the bigger member and has been with several men. Um, Darlene Nikki says it's all about how you work it. She prefers a longer, thinner penis, not the. I guess she's gonna say thicker. Uh, yeah, so that's interesting. So I don't know, and you know, also I think you know I read that women for women anyway that they're the length of their. Re- whatever, have shorter vaginas. And therefore, the men evolved to have generally shorter, not all of them, shorter penises. Now, I'm not talking about all over England. I'm talking about generally, because they're generally more petite, skinnier women, and they have shorter vaginas. And so the men have sometimes shorter uh, penises there, but thicker. Now, I've I've seen many, many English men who have very big penises, but I'm just saying. um, This is just... A philosophy, Whereas a lot of uh, African American women have deeper vaginas because they typically have larger hips and they have larger cavity walls or whatever. And so the vaginas are deeper and therefore the men evolved to have longer, thicker penises for that reason as well. So that's why a lot of people have different in terms of the genetics and the evolution have different types of penises because of how it was made for the, the partner they were going to have sex with evolutionarily wise or whatever. I can't say that word, but, you know, evolutionarily, I guess <laughs> that's even a word. So that's why people have their different, you know, uh, penises. You can't hear anything. Can you hear me? Hello? Can you still hear me? Hello? You said you couldn't hear me in the chat room. Can you still hear me talking or not? uh Oh, can you hear me? Oh, okay. All right. So, you said you couldn't hear me. So anyway, um, oh, I guess my voice was going in and out. Is this better? I don't know if I wasn't talking in the in the uh, microphone enough. Anyway, so the other thing that that study talked about was about um, was about we're talking since we're talking about penises is about the fact that um, oh, I wanted to talk about penis shape and also circumcision versus non circumcision. So when it comes to penis shape, it says in the study that most penises are boomerang shaped, meaning you know, they're shaped, they're more boomerang shaped than straight. And so, um, some penises are just very bored straight, you know, very, very straight all the way down. Um, or at least appear to be that way. And others are more like a banana shaped type of a thing. And so, um, so for me, I don't really care, but honestly, the truth is if you're a gay man, it's better if they're curved just up just a little bit. And the reason is because if you're a gay man, um, because of the location of the prostate, if it's curved up uh, and you are the receiving partner on your back, then it then it hits. It's more likely to hit the prostate better than if it's just straight and goes straight in, uh, or curves down or to the side or something. <laughs> so it's for, for if you're a gay guy, it's better that way, and you have more pleasure for the bottom. If you're a gay guy, if you're a straight woman and you're receiving. A penis i don't know what that's like or if it means what it means if it's better or not if it's straight or not but um i've seen penises that are straight as a board i've seen penises that curve up i've seen penises that curve down i've seen penises that curve, go to the left or the right um going to the left or the right is painful i would not imagine that most people would prefer that but um <laughs> up and up and down and straight that's all all right with me it's good to go um, so, yeah, there's definitely different types of shapes of penis. And also, if you find a penis that's really, really extremely curved, typically that means that somehow or sometime in their, in their history, uh, they were, um, it was injured. Because if you were injured before you hit puberty or something and, during the growth period or whatever, it leaves scar tissue, like if you were kicked in your, your, your penis or something and it scarred it and it leaves scar tissue and that makes when it grows it makes it grow up or down or whatever left to the right and that's why you'll see some penises like that so anyway uh and the last thing i wanted to talk about in terms of penises was circumcision versus non-circumcision and there's certainly a lot of uh, different opinions on this topic and you know some people are all for it. some people are uh, are for circumcision some people are not now i certainly think uh ooh Uh, David Gonzo penis. Mm, That's gotta be scary. Yes. I've seen those in like pictures, excuse me, pictures and stuff, but I've never encountered one of my own. (laughs) It would be very, very hard. Um, Hey Ken, nice to see you. Thanks for coming out to the show. Ken Boggle. Nice to see you in the chat room there. Thanks for hanging out. Um, anyway, so the next question is about, like I was saying is about, uh, circumcision versus non-circumcision. Now, when it comes to penises, I don't, you know, I personally like either. It just depends, you know. I don't care if it's circumcised or not circumcised. To me, it doesn't matter. I think they both are, can be hot, you know. So it doesn't really matter to me at all. Um, but some people just cannot stand uncirc- uncircumcised penises and they think they're gross or or whatever. And other people think that they're hot and sexy. So it just depends on a personal, you know, personal preference. Um, but when it comes to the reason people get circumcised, um, generally, first of all, most people when the circumcision first came about was because you know most of like Middle Eastern cultures or most not Middle Eastern cultures, Israeli cultures like Jude- Judaism, whatever. You know, as part of putting giving your um, part to God as a male or whatever, it was part of the tradition. So they would circumcise everybody in the Jewish tradition, and and eventually in the United States, circumcision didn't even come about really until like around the 30s or 40s, and or I think it was the 40s or 50s, something like that, when it became sort of a more commonplace practice. And um, because they said it was for sanitation or sanitary reasons or for health reasons, whatever, which is really ridiculous because as long as you're cleaning yourself it's not going to be any harder to clean a a, a circumcised penis than it would be a non-circumcised one um and then towards the past since the 90s and actually 2000s i'm sorry 2000s to now it's gone down declined slowly 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 the number of circumcisions being performed so you'll begin to see the generation we have now to have more less circumcised circumcision going on in their in their groups than those that are going on elsewhere. So basically the people when they're in their 40s, people who are now in their 20s and their 40s, 20 years from now, most of them are a large majority will be um, not circumcised. So I don't know what you guys feel about it one way or the other, if you prefer one or the other, but you can let me know. So that's the penis talk for tonight. <laughs> I wanted to talk a little bit about that since we mentioned it briefly on, um, on the 5 by 5 show earlier when I was talking on their show. Uh, I wanted to say what I wanted to say about it since we didn't have much long, very long to talk about it. So, anyway, uh, I'm going to come back in a minute, talk about the t-shirt thing, and also talk about some other stuff. So, um, I'll be right back after this. Well, if I can find the song. Here we go. Be right back. <laughs>
2: Meet me at the ice cream truck, I'll buy you an ice cream. I'll whip out my drumstick, that will make your eyes gleam. Lick it up quick before it melts on the floor. I got it, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, give me some more. Okay, meet me at the ice cream truck, I'll buy you an ice cream. I can test my luck, you can play on my team. Let's do the banana split on the dance floor. Got it, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, give me some more. Okay, I ain't at a master schoolyard round quarter to three. We went out for cheese, burgers with extra cheese. I get my friends fries, crispy ketchup on the side, and when it I'll buy you an ice cream I whip up my drumstick That will make your eyes gleam Lick it up quick before it melts on the floor I got it Uno, dos, tres, cuatro Give me some more Okay You know where to find me from May to July I'm on the sidewalk Chilling, looking all kinds of fly Sometimes I get low Sometimes I get high I like rainbows Sprinkles on my ice cream pie, yeah right. Meet me at the ice cream truck. I'll buy you an ice cream. I whip up my drumstick that will make your eyes gleam. Lick it up, quick before it melts on the floor. I got it. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. Give me some more. Okay. Meet me at the ice cream truck. I'll buy you an ice cream. I can tell some my luck. You can play on my team. Let's do the banana split on the dance floor. Got it. Uno. Those tres, cuatro. Give me some more. Okay. Relax, take it easy. Check it when you see me. I'm chilling with a nice tea. Watermelon icy. Relax, take it easy. Check it when you see me. I'm chilling with a nice tea. Watermelon icy.
1: Okay, so we're back. Uh yes, I as I was saying in the chat room, um <laughs> uh yeah, when it comes to uncircumcised penises, I think they're just as hot to me as or sometimes hotter than the cut ones because basically that's the way first of all God was meant for penis to look like. But there are some
3: Like,
1: I don't know what's happening. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing here. Um, hello, can you still hear me or what? Can you hear me or not? <sighs> I don't know what the fucking deal is, but it's beginning to piss me off if you can't hear me because I'm talking and all of a sudden you guys say the sound's going out. Okay, I don't know why, but my fucking internet is like blazing speed, so there's no reason this should be happening. It's pissing me off. But anyway, uh, what I was going to say is I was going to do the... um, I know, I saw, I saw, I saw. (laughs) Um, I wanted to do the... Well, for some reason, since I upgraded, and I'm saying the word upgraded here, I upgraded my internet to um, 50 megabytes per second download speed and like 6 megabytes upload, which is really fast. Um, So this is... It should not be happening. This did not happen with my slower internet at all. But every once in a while, it seems like it drops for some reason. Just for some reason, just drops the connection. And I don't know if they're throttling my bandwidth or what they're doing, but I'm going to begin to get really pissed off. So anyway, yes, it was overlaid with the penis chat, Ken. That must be what it is. <laughs> I couldn't handle it. Um, but what I was going to say is, as I said before, I was going to do the T-shirt uh, thing today, and the, the caller who answered the trivia question, the gay trivia question, Correctly in thirty seconds or less uh, was going to win a free Off Limits Show T-shirt, which you can see at offlimitsshow. dot com if you want to buy yours, which I'm sure you do. Um, but it, you can win one for free. Um, I'm going to do several of them. That's just the first one I've done, which is the my little tagline that I do, you know, which is liberal. Irreverent and oh, really, really gay. Uh, so you probably want to be a gay person who's very proud to wear that shirt if you're gonna if you're gonna buy it or you want to win it. Um, but I'm gonna do several more that don't have that on there that are just gonna have the logos or whatever on it. Uh, I'm also going to do some other stuff as well, uh, giveaways on the show coming up in the next uh, few months and stuff of that nature, uh, different shows, different giveaways for different shows, the Game Mash show will have some, and then the Brain Purge show, and then the Off Limits show, so it just depends, but I'm trying to get people to call into the show, because I am a call-in show, and I need people to call in, and fortunately, because this has not been cooperating with me tonight, I wasn't able to set up the show uh, to take calls tonight. I had it set up that way and then something happened, of course, and I wasn't able to. So as long as I can get that to work, what I'm going to have to do, I think, is actually get a mixer board, because um, which I can get for like 80 bucks, I think, uh, on eBay or you know whatever, even brand new. Um, and I can get it and, and then I can hook up my actual phone to take calls and use that number for calls instead of Skype. And then I want to have this issue where I can't connect to the show that way. I can use the actual switchboard from Spreaker, which is always, almost always works perfectly, except for a minute ago, obviously, um, and I actually use the phone for phone calls, and it'll actually pipe those phone calls through the Spreaker switchboard. So that's what I'm planning to do that anyway, instead of doing it the way I've been doing it, because the software thing is just sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, and so I think if I have the hardware instead, it'll be better. So I think I'm going to do that. So we'll get to that later but I just wanted to mention that as well. So, um there's this Christian family, I don't know if you guys heard of it. There's this very bigoted Christian family. They hate gay people. I mean, just abhor gay people so much that they decided, I mean, they're extremists obviously. They decided that they were going to leave the United States of America. The name of the the uh, family is the Gastingway family. Um and they decided that they they believed, you know, they were going to leave away leave the United States, which is a government in their opinion that supports taxes, abortion, and homosexuality, and so because they 're Christian and because they say Christians today are persecuted because the government won 't adhere to their biblical laws uh, that supposedly outlaw gays and bans a woman 's right to choose and so um, they were also convinced that the government controls the churches because being gay. And choosing to have an abortion aren't illegal, so they chose to leave the United States and protest and set course for an island somewhere between Hawaii and Australia, uh, called uh, Kiribati or something like that. Anyway, and so they took what they decided to do was to take a leap of faith, as they called it, and put their faith in God, uh, and that God would answer their prayers and take care of them because they were on the right side of you know of God, and God supported their. Abhorrence of basically of gay people and homosexuality and of a government that had, that adhered or protected us uh, and so they decided they, they they would just on a leap of faith get in this boat and go across the fucking ocean from California all the way to fucking Australia and so they did, and they they very quickly got lost at sea and they remained lost at sea for ninety one days <laughs> so I think God answered his uh, answered their question really about homosexuality. Um, during that time, they were like there were squalls coming over the the boat and everything, in storms. And the only food they had was honey and juice to subside them. So finally, they were rescued by a fishing boat, and they were transferred. Uh, they were transferred to a um, Japanese cargo ship, which arrived in Chile two weeks later. And then the U.S. embassy there arranged for them to be flown back here to the United States to Arizona. Uh, on the government's dime, by the way, which wouldn't be possible, by the way, without taxes, um, and, you know, and taxes also pay for the U.S. Coast Guard, which basically um, kept um, everybody else informed of where they were and how they were doing and everything else. And so, you know, one thing that taxes do not pay for is abortion. And, you know, all because this of this these people who think that taxes are horrible, gay people are horrible. And they also, as a, for homosexuality and abortion, they're also protected by the Constitution. So anyway, these people are fucking ridiculous. And, I mean, people actually are so convinced that they're quote-unquote right about homosexuality being evil and wrong and disgusting. And they take a leap of faith in God, as they put it, and they take themselves across the fucking ocean the fucking pacific ocean which is fucking huge and decide to uh see if god will take care of them because they're on the right side of things obviously they're not and do you think now that after this has all happened that they now believe oh god is telling us that we were wrong god is telling us that homosexuality is not wrong that it's just the way he makes people or that abortion's not wrong or whatever that taxes aren't wrong No, they're going to say, oh, well, God is is just trying to teach us a lesson and blah, 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 and testing our faith and whatever. And this is the way people who are highly evangelical believe. They think no matter what happens, God is never to blame or that if it doesn't somehow reinforce their, their, their current beliefs, that somehow it's wrong or not wrong. So it's hard for me to to even wrap my head around the way these people think, you know, I mean, they really are quite stupid. I mean, they're just dumb, really idiots. Um, but this is the world we live in today. And people actually agree with people like this, that homosexuality is wrong. And, that, you know, they wanted to move to some island by themselves, fine, let them go for God's sakes. I would be happy, very, very happy to round up all of the evangelical Christians, excuse me, and have them all go somewhere where they can be them, their pious selves and, and, you know, believe in whatever they want to believe, fine. Or even put them in their own state, go put them in Utah or something, somewhere nobody wants to live anyway, you know, or North Dakota or something. I'd just put them all somewhere, you know, that way... We won't have to deal with their nonsense and their idiocy won't rule the law of the land. And unfortunately, we have so many fucking politicians. We have so many fucking um, senators and congresspeople and sometimes presidents, etc. mayors, uh, governors in this country that base their decisions on what religion. And you know what? It's fine to be religious. It is fine to have a b- belief system and a faith. That's fine. I have nothing against that at all. As as I've always said, the only time it creates an issue for me is when it involves or interferes with my own personal life. And that is what I get so fucking sick of dealing with. Um, just leave me the fuck alone and we'll be fine. Uh, so anyway, that's something that's happened. Uh, and then also Texas, where I live actually, has decided to hear a case which um, is going to determine whether gay marriage will be... Uh, is Is legal or not here in, in the state of Texas? Well, as you know, they overturned DOMA not too long ago, and when they did that, they overturned a portion of DOMA, not both and so basically the federal portion was overturned, which allowed federal government to provide federal benefits to gay couples and gay married couples. But the part that addressed states' rights, which was been proposition eight essentially uh, in California, if they'd ruled on that and ruled that that was unconstitutional they would have actually um, made it legal everywhere. But instead, they just decided not to rule on it at all. Uh, so in Texas here, in Texas, people like myself and my husband, even though we can, we are entitled to, by the Constitution, uh, the same legal rights as any other married couple in this country, The state of Texas, just like all states, almost all states, controls our social security benefits, our – not that we have that yet, but, you know, any Medicare benefits or any any stuff, anything like that, inheritance rights or any kind of marriage stuff like that um, that we would get and the right to have insurance, you know, if my husband's working or vice versa, to put him on my policy or vice versa. So all those things we are controlled by the state. And unfortunately, because of that, we are not allowed to – have access to those rights fortunately we don't need them yet but someday we will as we age and get older etc so um that is unfortunately um uh something they're going to rule on the reason it's a bad thing is because the guy who's bringing it forward Greg, greg greg abbott excuse me he is the attorney general here in texas he's doing it so he can rule that it is unconstitutional to sort of seal the fate and say that you know we'll never have gay marriage here in texas So they, even though there are plenty of couples that are wanting this to happen to some degree, it's probably a bad thing because he has so much Republican um, support, and this is a Republican state. We're going to have all this fucking bullshit happen here, where they're going to say, "Sorry, Texans, if you're gay in Texas, you know you can either leave and live somewhere else to get your rights, or you can just stay here and not have them." So. That's what's going to probably happen here, unfortunately. Anyway, that's that's that. Uh, The other thing I wanted to talk about was um, beard implants. There are a lot of gay men, especially for some reason, that are getting beard implants. Now, you know, the whole beard look, you know, the very seventies, not all of them, I mean the bushy kind, but remember the seventies, you know, the kind of gay guys in the seventies with the whole leather and the, the beards and the mustaches and biker dudes or whatever that was very popular then, especially it's kind of coming back. And so hair is coming back in in style in terms of chest hair and in terms of beards and facial hair or whatever. And so because of this, um, a lot of men are not able to grow, uh, beards very well. Like they, they grow wispy beards or wispy mustaches or whatever. And so they have decided to instead actually, um, instead of, not ha- instead of not having a beard that's full, they're deciding to actually have implants from the back of their scalp or other parts of their body, usually the back of their scalp and taking those hairs, just like they would put in your head, uh, if you're ever receiving hairline or something and putting them in your face and um, actually, allowing people to grow beards, full beards, which I'm fine with. I mean, if if you need, to, I don't need that. If I ever, I can grow a beard very easily. I have no desire to have a beard. I'm not a beard kind of guy. I'm I'm just not. <laughs> I've actually tried to grow a beard before, and it grew fine, but it got so fucking itchy. I just could not stand it after like the second week or third week or whatever it was. I was like, fuck this, is itch. It's just like ah, I can't stand it anymore. So I had to shave. You know. Um, Hey Rose, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining. Nice to see you. Um, so they are trying to just draw it in. (laughs) That's one option Rose. (laughs) So, um, they, so yeah, so I, and I tried to do it and I just couldn't do it. I, I grew it fine. It looked fine, whatever, but I just could not keep the beard. It was too itchy. And even still the maintenance on it, you know, Um, no, I wasn't brushing it. I wasn't brushing it. You're right. Um, you supposed to do that. So I have no clue. I I just knew you're supposed to condition it and stuff, condition it and wash it and all that stuff. I did all that. I even put oil on it and everything else that this oil, a special oil for beards that I, that the, uh, um, art of shaving place had, but anyway, so I decided it wasn't for me because it got so fucking itchy. Um, so I probably will never have a beard. Um, I definitely would never have a mustache. I think mustaches really look porn star-y. I don't care how what kind of mustache it is, whether it's a full mustache or like a little wispy one or a curly Q one or a handlebar one, whatever. I have no interest in it. I just think it's not a uh, good look. <laughs> I don't like mustaches. You know, Every time I see one, I think of like a, a, a child molester or a porn star, an Italian porn star or something like that, you know? I never really think of them as anything good, but you know that's just me. All right, so going to take a quick break, come back, and we're going to talk some more about gay topics on Gay Mass. Um, Thank you for joining me tonight. Um, Let me find something to play because I'm on the Switchboard tonight instead of on my usual thing, so I can't play from my iTunes, so I have to play what's on my Switchboard. I don't have a lot of shit on here. So let me see... Um any requests let's play oh let's play uh lady gaga's new song applause which i know david loves so <laughs> we'll be right back after this you're listening to off limits
3: We applause, applause, applause. I live for applause, applause.
1: right welcome back to the show um so oh well i did say wink wink you know rose david's age you know 39 sort of a arbitrary number (laughs) anyway um what was i going to say i bet my sound just went out again which one to bet? net ping oh there it goes um what was I going to say? Shit. Um, oh, so this weekend, um, Michael and I went to see The Butler. Um, and actually, it was really good. It was a good movie. If you haven't seen, I'm sure you've seen the advertisements for it. I call them advertisements. People make fun of me because I say advertisements instead of commercials. <laughs> I think because I was I was going to be in advertising when I was 18, 19, and I always call them advertisements. But anyway... Um, It's the butler, and it's about, if you don't know About this butler who was uh, A butler basically in the White House From the time of uh, Eisenhower all the way through Reagan And he and, But he was alive until Obama And um, it was really good uh, Oprah Winfrey's in it um, uh, Forrest Whitaker's in it As well as Lenny Kravitz Scooby Gooden Jr., Vanessa Redgrave, uh, Jane Fonda Um so many really great acts filled with amazing actors. And it's really kind of a, it's very much a journey, you know, from, especially from what happened to him in childhood and how he ended up being there. It's a really good movie. So if you haven't seen The Butler, uh, I advise you go see it. It's a good movie. Um, you know, made me cry, but I'm a sap. So I cry about a lot of shit, but that's just me. Anyway, so go check it out if you, if you're interested in it, in history. It's a true story too. It's That's the thing. It's a true story about a real man. And um, what he actually had to go through, um, and you know, a lot of it has to do with the civil rights era here in the United States, and what happened with civil rights for African Americans here, um, and and in the South. Uh, a lot of it has to do with that, and Martin Luther King, and you know, JFK assassination, stuff like that. So, but it's a good it's a good movie. So check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, and speaking of that, um, you know, we have come a long way here in this country. Um, of course we have a long, long, um, way to go. Ken Bogle says Oprah Winfrey and that colonial guilt, colonial guilt. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not sure I get what you're saying. Oprah Winfrey and that colonial guilt. Hmm. You mean, I'm not sure what you're saying by Oprah Winfrey and colonial guilt, but anyway, uh, you know, but every time I see Oprah Winfrey, by the way, I think of the color purple, I think of beloved. I think of those movies. And I was actually talking to David about it last night on his show or my show or something. And I was saying how um, he was saying how he did not like Oprah Winfrey in the color purple. I actually thought she was amazing. I don't see how anybody could say that about her. I thought she did an amazing job and, you know, should have been, you know, at least nominated for the Oscar. I'm not sure if she was nominated or not. I don't think she was, but I think, you know, honestly that, In order to reenact something like that, especially I think if you are African-American, it's got to be really difficult, especially the history behind it. But I don't know. But when it comes to gay people, you know, we are um, quite – oh, you didn't like Ray Dong Chong. Okay, that's right. Yeah, I didn't like her either. Yeah, kind of a bitch. Oh, yeah. Um, That's true. She's been in Beloved. She's been in – she's only been in three movies, right? I think. Maybe she's been in more. I don't remember. She was in The Color Purple, Beloved, and in, of course, this movie. Um, Let's go to IMDb and see what movies she's actually been in and see if that's true, because I'm not sure. I can't think of any other movies she's been in, actually. Filmography. Let's see. Uh, No, not as producer. I want to see her as an actress. Actress. 20 titles. So, Oh, that's like TV shows and stuff. So The Color Purple... Native Son, the women of Brewster Place. I remember that show, Brewster Place. Lincoln, she was in Lincoln, the TV movie. There are no children here. Ellen, that's TV. Um, Beloved, Home Improvement, of course, Desperate Housewives, uh, Thirty Rock, Sesame Street, Jesus, Jimmy Kim alive. If they did. Yeah, I guess so. You're, yeah, I guess you're, you're right. So I guess really, she's only been in those as an actual full character. She's been in those three movies, and they've all been about race, but. You know, and that's the thing, though. I agree that I would like to see her do something like that, but she's someone who's, I think, very cognizant of, you know, how she uses her voice, quote unquote voice. And so um, I think that she chooses to do things that are meaningful and that have a real message that resonate with her. And, of course, race is something that's very, um, you know, important to her. And that's why she chooses to do a lot of movies that have to do with the topic of race. And that's why people have, you know, I've been criticized by people like W. Daly who hate me or whatever, But um, I don't care. But I'm just saying it because I, on my show, talk about the same topics every show. Um, that's why I have them divided by different topics. I have Off Limits, I have Gay Mass, I have Acoustic Mass, and I have Brain Purge. Because I do talk about several topics all the time. What do I talk about? I talk about gay rights, civil liberties, civil rights, um, about race, racism. Uh, And I talk about homophobia and gay issues um, the most Those are the things I talk about And politics in general Those are the things I talk about the most in my show Because those are the things that are important to me So if I were an actor and we're going to do a movie I would do movies that had a message that I agreed with If I had the choice like she does I mean like everybody has that luxury But if I had a choice to pick and choose whatever movie I wanted to do I would choose one that actually said something that I felt needed to be said. And so uh, whether it's about race or homophobia or politics or um, uh, whatever. So I'm no different than she is, I think. So I think it's normal for someone to actually talk and do things about that they actually, you know, know. I mean, I've said before, what am I going to talk about? I'm going to talk about NASCAR. I don't know shit about NASCAR. I'm going to talk about you know, (laughs) I'm going to talk about, uh, the KKK and what they're up to. Uh, I mean, what am I going to talk about on my show besides things I know I am someone who's gay, biracial, uh, and, um, non-religious and very, very liberal. So those are the things I discuss, you know what I mean? So would you turn down a role if it were not gay political or racially motivated? Well, no, if I were an actual actor, I wouldn't turn her down a row like that. No, but I'm saying she's not, she's not someone you consider. I, when I think of Oprah Winfrey, I consider her to be an actress, but I don't consider that to be her main gig. You know what I mean? So because her main gig is as a commentator and as a talk show host and a facilitator, that's what she does. And that's what she's about and spirituality and those kinds of things. That's what she's about. So I don't, if she had started out as an actress and that was how she made her living, fine but she's never had to depend upon acting as a career she's always done it as something because she chose to because there was a message she wanted to say that's what i'm trying to say so you know if i made my living as an actor of course i would do whatever role came to me if it's something i liked and i thought it was challenging or whatever of course um i think that's what most actors want is something challenging not something that's just going to be easy for them to do that's just playing themselves or whatever and a lot of people get, you know, cast into that. But, you know, I've talked about on my show before too that I, I I wanted to be an actor when I was a kid, teenager, I should say, and didn't do it because I knew finding a place for me... Well, first of all, you never know what's going to happen. There are plenty of actors and actresses out there that are not uh, your traditional leading man, leading woman that actually may look different or be different and that still have great careers. Um, and especially someone who's gay and biracial like Wentworth Miller, for example, who came out recently. um, And when he was invited to come to something, some sort of workshop or discussion about acting or something in Russia, he turned it down because they said, he said, as a gay man, I must decline. And so he came out during that actual uh, message to Putin saying that as a gay man, I must decline saying that as a gay man, fuck you, basically. but you know, for someone like him, for example, or any—I'm trying to think—Halle Berry is not such a not such a t- difficult one because she looks more um, African American than she does white. Um, but someone who really doesn't really fit the typical mold visually and is gay—I think—because of the race—and and is gay—I think—have a really hard time in Hollywood. But what I was going to say is that's the reason I never did it was because I knew I was going to have a very first of all, it's very hard anyway to succeed in that career, and secondly it is exceptionally hard to succeed in that career if you are not Caucasian only. And thirdly, it's really, really hard to succeed in that career if you are gay. So if you are not only a racial minority, but also gay uh, in Hollywood, it's almost impossible to break through that wall. It's not impossible, but it's very, very, very difficult. And so I think that that's why I never did it. Cause I knew it was going to be a very long, arduous road and I didn't want to struggle that long. You know, um, did you know that Oprah was picked for her role? And the, co- I'm not sure I, I heard, but the story I heard about that was that she actually was, um, she actually was going to audition for it because she'd asked Steven Spielberg to audition for the role. And when she did audition for it, um, he said thank you and never called her back or anything. So maybe they were considering Tina Turner initially and then decided to do her, but um, whatever. I know it was a while before she got the phone call back, but I know that she wasn't, yeah, his original thing. Actually, I think he told her no several times because she was a talk show host and, and no one would see her in the role as Sophia. It'd be very difficult to see her there or whatever. So it's true that um, he did not want her for the role because he couldn't couldn't see people seeing her as something other than, quote-unquote, Oprah Winfrey, which I can understand uh, being the big entity that she she was and still is. Um, I know I get that. That's fair, you know, I think. So Um, anyway, all right. So going to take another quick break and come back and talk a little bit more. Um, Wish I could say call in, but unfortunately, as I said, I can't have you call in tonight because of the... uh, Obvious fucking issues. So, going to uh, just have to deal with that. I'll be right back after this. So we're back with the final few minutes of the show thank you for hanging out with me tonight on the show i just real quick wanted to um read you a quote from an actor a discuss it real quick um who was talking about why a lot of gay actors remain in the closet he says i have a lot of gay friends who don't come out if you are a romantic lead there is a perception i don't know if it is true or not that you will no longer be cast as straight people even when casting gay roles, there is a tendency to cast straight people, so they are lauded for their transformation. It's ridiculous the notion that a gay actor can't seem like they are in love with a woman. Sacrifice their careers if that's what they think it will be would be to make a political statement. But my friends who have done that feel immensely relieved and walk taller in their shoes. I would never judge anyone, says actor Jason Isaacs, who was Malfoy in Harry Potter films. Anyway, so I find I, I certainly agree that it is ridiculous, and we still have this double standard today about actors uh, gay actors playing heterosexual roles, and it is exactly exactly David. It's called acting after all. I mean that's the whole fucking that's what's so ridiculous about it it doesn't matter what anybody is in their real life. If you're not someone who's famous and has done something like you've murdered someone or something and people look at you that way, then you as an actor, if you're able to transform yourself from being one thing to the other, you know, if you're, if you're able to to transform yourself from acting quote unquote gay, whatever that means to acting quote unquote straight and convincingly make it look as if you're in love with someone, which we've seen done a million times by people so be it. That's why you're an actor to take on challenging roles. As we were just discussing a minute ago. And yeah, exactly. Just like when straight guys do gay roles. Exactly. But there's a double standard. It's not okay. for some reason for gay guys to do, um, straight roles, but it's fine for straight guys to do gay roles, um, when the transformation is equally as difficult or not difficult, depending on how you look at it, for each of them. Um, I know that, look, and this is true to, This to some degree, look, if you're talking about a gay man who is just a regular guy, who acts like a normal guy, whatever, and I say that meaning doesn't have a lot of effeminate mannerisms, whatever, and even if he does and he can transform himself to be uh, quote-unquote you know, more masculine acting or whatever, as they call it, um, and to convincingly be heterosexual, even if he's a really, even if it's the biggest queen in the world, I don't know who we can name somebody, but I can't think of anybody. The biggest face gay person you can think of in his real life. If he can all of a sudden be butch and be some leading man guy in some role, Fine if he can convince you that he's really like that in the role fine or even if he's not like that whatever the case is it's stupid so I get really tired of seeing this kind of double standard in in Hollywood in America period that because you're gay you can't do something which pisses me off and makes me want to fucking shoot them in the head but anyway (laughs) it's just me I get really tired of people ever telling me I can't do something just because you know i am a certain way you know and that's one thing about me my entire life i've always been like that like if somebody says you can't do something i've always proven them wrong people said i couldn't do this i couldn't do that all my life people said it because it was going to be difficult um the only thing i didn't do was act and that's because i knew they were right about that one (laughs) but um everything else in my life if someone said you know it's too difficult to do it i did it anyway and even acting i started i started started acting I went to an acting conserv- conservatory here in Dallas, actually, actually, after <clears throat> SMU. Um, and I was in the a- acting program at SMU and stepped out of it because I was too afraid to be poor um, and ended up in business school. But um, but I was going to do that. And like I said, the reason I didn't was because it was too, I was too afraid to do it. And I should have done it. And that's the one regret I've always said to people before in my life. The one regret I have is I never tried that even if i didn't get success and never would have went anywhere i would have at least would have at least known that i had tried and i couldn't you know could see what i was made of if i had tried how far i could have gotten maybe i would have gone in from acting into producing or directing or or into um Stand up comedy. I don't know what I'm not. I certainly would have been doing that, but, but you know what? My point is you never know what direction a path is going to lead you. So that's why you should always take it no matter what, in my opinion, because you never fucking know, um, where it's going to lead. So that's why I think everybody should always, always follow their heart. No matter what people tell you always. Anyway, I want to thank you guys for listening to the shed and I, I do appreciate you hanging out with me as we, um, talked about gay stuff tonight uh i'll be back probably tuesday for a brain purge show and i hope to see you guys there good night love you all good night you're listening to off limits liberal irreverent oh and really really gay